Hello. Hey, I'm glad, you know, he never cusses at us or anything the way Craigbot did. But anyway. When, when, he would, when he'd drink, he'd just start, you know, going oh, off us. Oh, I know. I got yelled at so many times. It really offended me. <laughs> Slurring his words. Oh, yeah. Like, <laughs> Craigbot, you know, it made me mad. But anyway, you know, we may offend you in our podcast here that we do. We hope that we teach you a little something and entertain you along the way. But if you are easily offended, you know, about various different topics, then you may want to pause now because y'all know how Jim is. Ah, gets on my nerves all the time. <laughs> well, this week, guys, we're going to be covering the cam and how that can and potentially will interact with tabletop role-playing games in the future. And Richard's going to tell us all about the Knights Wrestling Federation. I'm Jim from Knights of the Braille, and with me is Richard. Yeah, I'm also from Knights of the Braille. Jim didn't bother to tell you all that. He, he thinks I'm a redheaded <laughs> stepchild. I like to take all the credit. That's why I, ah, I distance okay. myself. If you know I me, it's the Knights of the Braille guy, Richard, all right? I so, know, <laughs> and I am happy with that. I'm not. I get all the abuse. But how are you doing, Richard? Uh, doing pretty good, doing pretty good. Um, I could complain, but, you know, you've already told me you don't care, and I know nobody else in the in the yeah. listening universe cares. So Absolutely. Um, so it is, it is my life. <laughs> <laughs> well, how is uh, the Knights Wrestling Federation going, Richard? Tell us a bit about it. You know, what it is, how you're running it, and uh, what your thoughts are so far. Well, um, we have had our first show uh, that um, we act as though we're recording it and going on YouTube Live with it. Uh, a unknown benefactor um, has provided the arena, built it up, provided a brand new ring, video screen, and all of this, and... Um, the first episode actually made a profit of around $1,300, so that's a good thing. Um, <clears throat> but what it is, it's a series of matches, uh, no more than six matches per card. And what I'm doing, you know, like behind the scenes is taking the matches after they're after I write them out and put them to audio. I um, have downloaded a couple programs that will turn text into mp3 or wav but i prefer mp3 and um it is kind of sharp a little bit sharper than the sound of jaws but i have put it onto an ambient uh, background of an indie wrestling show to kind of give you that vibe of you know people being body slammed and yelling and and fans, uh, I run it off of a combination of the Squared Circle and Worldwide Wrestling. And I, I think Jim wanted me to talk about that because he knows I have to really concentrate whenever I say Worldwide Wrestling because I'm a Southern. One more time. Get... One more time, Richard. Worldwide Wrestling. Worldwide Wrestling. But it is a combination of both because I do like them both, but there are things about both of them that really doesn't fit with a play-by-post. Um, yeah, I get worldwide wrestling out, and then I go play-by-post, and I, like, bite my tongue. Um, <laughs> you know, it doesn't really fit with the whole play-by-post 
theme, which is what I wanted to do with this. Um, and so I'm, I'm combining both of them. And how we do it is I create the different uh, kind of like channels or, yeah, channels in the Discord under the KWF category. Uh, only KWF talent has access to the links, and they will roll for initiative. Um, then, depending on who wins initiative, they go until they lose initiative or until they botch a move. In which case, the other person gains initiative, and it will go until they botch a move, in which they roll initiative again. Uh, we've tried a couple of different things here because I wanted to see which worked best for the whole play-by-post and. The um, back and forth uh, seems to be what everybody prefers, uh, mm. as well as um, some of them will roll in chat, some of them will roll outside of the chat. You know, and like I've said, uh, that's fine with me until somebody starts complaining about it, you know, because we're going by the honor rule, uh, but we also know there's no honor among thieves, right? <laughs> uh, and uh, whenever I ride out the matches, I use the results in the Discord to determine the winner. But I will also add moves in writing the wrestling matches to make for a longer and more compelling storyline match, you know, to uh, to get your, you know, interest into it. And I recorded two different types of matches for uh, Discordia number one, which you can find on your local YouTube channel. At w no. <laughs> um, <laughs> but it, it, uh, what I did is I did some actual recording, like um, announcing moves and, you know, trying to be like Jim Ross, but I was more like Bubba, Bubba J or, you know, something like that <laughs> that you never heard of. Um, so I'm going to see which one of those people prefer uh, whether it's like me actually calling the match or if they prefer just a straight-up text-to-speech uh, software conversion. But I have also made, like, entrances, and you all would not believe the number of Google searches I've done trying to find text-to-MP3s and videos and audio quality so that I can make entrances and uh, Jim, they've actually even got me contemplating buying Gold Wave because it seems to be a little bit better than what Audacity uh, can do. And that's thanks to The Hunted, who's offered to help me um, do the the whole matches and everything. So I got to looking into Gold Wave, and I can get a license for like $20 a year. So, huh. I might and have to look that up. I've not heard yeah, of it. Yeah, it's uh, extremely accessible. Um, not that audacity is not but uh there's several things about both of them that i like you know and several things about both of them that i don't um but like i said uh the whole thing with the kwf discordia it is quote unquote aired on youtube um there is world building involved with this so there's concessions sold there's um a number of 500 tickets at max capacity for the knights arena and what I do for that is I roll a D100 and multiply it times five. So there's a possibility that one episode may only have five fans in attendance, which will really suck. <laughs> That'd be um, awesome, like a backwater wrestling, you know, match. That'd be really cool, man. Would you I, ever? I have been to one because um, I love indie <laughs> wrestling, where um, the the crowd there was seven of us. 
Yeah, man. We... I, I told you before I've been to one in England, in Luton Town, a, a wrestling match in England. I'm sure you can imagine how many fans showed up. Oh, see, I would love it. Because uh, I don't know if you know this or not, but there is a different type of style for British wrestling where they do it in rounds. Um, oh, really? Yes. Um, it's basically, I think it's called like Catch is Catch Can, where they do like um, a two or three minute round, take a break, or, you know, however long they want the round to be, and then go back at it. Um, it's really interesting, but then again, you know, I'm a nerd for wrestling and a mark, so uh, I know lots of stuff about wrestling that's never going to be on Final Jeopardy, so I'm never going to win the big money. Oh, could you imagine if you were on Jeopardy and they were like, yeah, a category wrestling, you'd be like, excuse me. Yeah. Uh, <laughs> then I'd go to the answer and I'd say, Oh, well that that's a that's Vince McMahon. That's wrong. No, no, it's not you didn't answer it in the form of a question. Mother, you know Who doesn't uh, care about the well being of their wrestlers? Is that the question? <laughs> that is. That is the answer. <laughs> <laughs> um but uh yeah, like I said, there's there's concessions, there's merchandise, there's leveling up. Um I mean it's basically your typical tabletop role-playing game you know and i'm just modifying it to be like a a tv show which i'm having a lot of fun with um unfortunately the first one's not going to be the best episode because i've had some health issues this past week and some technology uh difficulties as well so you know they will get better i promise you um yeah it's a lot of fun we don't have a world champion yet we are going to have a uh, Discord champion, um, which will the belt will be defended every week. But uh, I mean, it's it's building up to it. That's really cool, man. It sounds like the tabletop game Blood Bowl, where you have merchandise and sponsors and stuff, and that could be cool because then it contributes to you getting access to better trainers and more moves and stuff. But in terms of the uh, commentary, would you consider? having other folks on to help you do it? Do you think that would contribute or do you think it's too difficult to organize Um, that? um, What I'm trying to figure out is how to play the audio file in the Discord so that we can record audio at the same time while we're hearing the show. But yeah, I would love to have on like, you know, guest announcers and, you know, um, things like that. I have, I've even asked uh, Jesse, he's going to be on like maybe the next episode with me because um, we, we can play off each other really good. So I think we'd yeah. be like a, a good heel and face commentary team. Um, but yeah, I would love to have like guest announcers and, and, and things like that. I think that would, I think that would um, really go into the whole ambient kind of part of it like you do like in real wrestling. <laughs> As I say, real wrestling, nobody... <laughs> Everybody knows it. <laughs> it's, it's hard man even if it's stage it's hard in the body but oh, if yeah. anyone wants to get involved that'd be a great opportunity to practice role playing as a commentator yes. should they just message you richard or, um, or chime in on discord uh join uh you know let me know send me an email at dale jr fan 83 at gmail.com that's d-a-l-e-j-u-n-i-o-r fan83 at gmail.com the link to my email will be in the show description i'm sure um as i make jim write that down uh yeah and uh you know look me up on facebook on twitter uh send me a message out here on discord if you're interested in being a guest announcer 
And also, Jim, if you would let me say this, if anyone wants to record commercials or anything like that to go into the show to add to it, um, you know, you can advertise your game, you can make up a product, or you can make up, you know, you can do a real product that you have created or something along those lines. Um, I would love to have them, you know, because I want to make this as quote-unquote realistic as humanly possible, which is why I do the text-to-audio stuff as though it is audio description like you get from Netflix, HBO Max, and, you know, other things like that. So that's my plan. That's my goal. And, uh, yeah, just uh, send me a message and let me know, and I'll be glad to have you. Sounds like a fantastic opportunity for a community-driven project. I think so. Um, there is no pay involved, so uh, unless you... Oh, well, wants to, fuck uh, it. I'm not... Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> I mean, you know, I'm doing all of this for free, so, you know, I'll pay y'all out of what I get paid. Um, yeah, Richard and I are stupid. We do stuff for free, but you shouldn't be. You should, you should demand money for your time. Uh, they can demand all they want to, Jim. Uh, there's this uh, bird emoji <laughs> that I can send them. <laughs> but uh, yeah, seriously though, you know, we joke around a lot. But if anyone wants to record a commercial or uh, be a guest announcer or you are interested in joining the KWF, uh, please send me a message and I'd be glad to have you. That is awesome, man. Lots of information there about the KWF. It's all going to be in the show description. And I will post it in our Discord chat with all the info as well when it airs. Oh, um, yeah, brother. Yeah, brother. I'm going <laughs> to talk a little bit about the OrCam. Um, I'm going to actually explain what the device is and how it could help. Um, I'm going to try to keep it brief, keep the podcast short so you're not dragged on for too long. But for anyone that's not familiar, the OrCam is a, a head-worn electronic device which has OCR, which is optical character recognition, which all of us blind folks are very familiar with. It is a device that can read stuff for you, similar to softwares like Seeing AI and Vision, many other apps. Um, even if you use a software Kurzweil, it has OCR built into it. There are devices as well that do it. There's uh, Clear Reader Plus, Sarah CE, and several CCTVs for low vision folks that use it. The OrCam is very good because there are two main functions on it which are pretty sweet one is that you can talk to it so you double tap the side of this device that straps to a pair of glasses and then you tell it what you want it to do so you'd literally double tap on it richard and then say what's in front of me and it will say there are two chairs six feet away from you which is really awesome. yeah it costs mm. 5500 bucks but but um yeah, it comes in two flavors. There's like the, the OrCam MyEye 2 now, which straps to a pair of glasses and is, is pretty in-depth in stuff that you can do with it. Always growing. It's from a company in Israel. Fantastic. Then there's the OrCam Read or OrCam Reader, which is a handheld one which has less functions and more so just reads. And it's more for people with print disabilities like dyslexia and stuff like that. Mm-hmm. Um so the OrCam MyEye too is a sort of thing that you or I would get a lot of benefit out of, but you'd have to justify the price tag with the functions on it. But we are more interested in how the hell is that going to help me with a tabletop role-playing game, Jim, you British punk. Well, it will help you because it can read stuff for you. And more specifically, you can point to things and have it read for you as well. And 
does that help with dice rolling at the moment? No, but the OCR built into this stuff, it says optical character recognition, but it's starting to recognize all sorts of stuff in your environments. It can recognize faces. You can record people, obviously, from seeing AI and all can. We know it can scan barcodes. It can identify what an object is, how far away it is. Seeing AI can even identify a landscape, a room, what's in front of you immediately, and your cam's catching up with that. So how does that translate into tabletop games and tabletop role-playing games? Well, it will eventually be able to identify the objects that are in front of you on a smaller scale and how far they are and allow you to point and identify distances in that way. So it will help with the physical board of a game and understanding distances and um, you know feeling where a model is, feeling another one, and then having it tell you the distance. You know, it's still a tactile element to it, but a little bit of assistance with judging the distances. Yeah, you know, could it detect a grid in the future? I mean, potentially the beauty of something like the OrCam is that the company behind it in Israel can actually change it to identify specific objects as is. So there's no reason it couldn't do that and be more refined at a later date by producing a software and a computer that you can plug it into and then changing it based on what you need. So the OrCam at the moment, can it work with tabletop role-playing games? Yeah, it can. It can read for you. It can help in that aspect. It can talk back to you eventually. It'll be able to hook up to uh, looking at dice and recognizing them. But for now, it's not quite there. But I see a lot of interest in the OrCam specifically and a lot of talk around it in the media. And so I wanted to go over it as someone that's used it and is pretty familiar with it to, to let people know where it's at now, which is not quite good enough for what you want it to do but to also talk about where it could potentially go in the future. And with the podcast, I will talk more and more about accessible technology going forward and how it can interact with stuff. Next week, we're going to have Blind Temple on, uh, Temple Smith, who is a uh, an also a visually impaired tabletop role-playing gamer. He's been playing for a long time, longer than Richard and I have, have been around. But when we were a sparkle, a twinkle, in our father's eyes we're looking forward to that a week after we're going to be back i'm starting a play-by-post game myself and maybe richard and i can talk about the the fun and the challenges of play-by-post in that episode richard do you have anything you want to close off with um i do want to recommend this to anyone uh there's a box set on audible.com called The Fate of Wizardom, W-I-Z-A-R-D-O-M. It it reminds me a lot of a Dungeons & Dragons campaign. Uh, You can get the the trilogy or the the box set. There's three books, like 29 hours for one credit. I've mentioned it before. Highly, highly recommend it again. I've had to pace myself so that I didn't read through them all at one sitting. Um, but that's really about it for the, uh, the audiobook part of it. And, uh, you know, I have several accessible programs that, um, you know, we'll go over in the, in the upcoming weeks and all. Richard, so, yeah. I'm currently reading the Dresden Files, finally. They're 
And I, finally, finally, and you're loving them, aren't you? Yeah, they're fantastic, man. I <laughs> I like the the main character. Just I think it's it's really easy to relate with someone who's moody and sarcastic for some reason. And goofy, and yep, yeah, mm-hmm. I, I love Harry <laughs> Dresden. Um, yeah, which really one are you cool. on, Stormfront? Or have I you... believe so. I'm still on the very first one. Yeah, I think I think that is Stormfront. Uh, you're going to absolutely love him. You know, yeah, he, I... he's a lot better than Harry Potter. <laughs> oh, for sure. I, I've only read in terms of like detective noir books. I've only read the last Policeman series, which I did enjoy. It's not for everyone. Basically, the world is ending because a meteor is heading towards it. So people have just given up and he's still on a case. And it's a a cool series. But this one is is very well written. And you get that feeling, especially from the audio book. You get that feeling of it being like a detective noir type story. Mm-hmm. Uh, I'm trying to remember the guy's name that reads them, but I, I can't off the top of my head. But Jim Butcher is fantastic. You know, yeah, highly recommend them to anybody. And you know, be like Jim and wait like six or seven years, and <laughs> you know, finally get round to it, get abused by everyone in our Discord server for not I, reading it. Exactly. Like, finally, you know, be like the rock <laughs> idiot. <laughs> <laughs> But um, they're really good books, and like I said, recommend both of those, no problem. I know we hadn't done an audio thing in a while, but yeah, I mean, Thanks great for books. calling me out, Richard. Thanks for holding oh, me yeah. accountable. You're welcome. I take that off my to-do list for today. <laughs> <laughs> well, now that Richard's done putting me in my feckin' place, uh, I think that's it for this week. I do believe so. So you know what we'll do next week, right? We'll catch them next week.